0: Okay, so I'm watching uh, this guy I've watched before, Robert Wright. He's, an, he's a journalist, and he's written some stuff that seems pretty good. <coughs> he's talking to this lady named Jacqueline, Novogratz. So what she went and did is she said, Oh, well, there's a problem, you know, people can't access credit. It's really expensive for the poor. She talked about payday loans. I'll get back to that in a minute. So what was her solution? Her solution was to go into the third world and do group borrowing. So let me kind of wrap my mind around this. So this rich lady, and they were talking, you know, they were both, you know, within the establishment. You know, her father was a general or an, an admiral or something like that, whatever. Um, elitist, as some of them might say, but I'm not saying that. But definitely, she you can definitely tell she had access to the best education, so good for her. And what she's gone and done is, I argue, lip service. Because rather than solve the exchange, both outside of the countries and inside of the countries, what she's gone and done is, she just she gets these five ladies together and they all share the risk. Um, if one of the ladies doesn't pay back the loan, none of the ladies get to borrow money. She says the average loan's thirty dollars to this third world. So let me think here. She's getting millions of dollars from these rich guilty people who have probably raped the third world for generations. She's getting all this money from them. She's lending out $30 in piecemeal. She's using payday loans as an example of why the poor are so hungry and like, come on, that's the first world. So you're solving the third world problems and you're using the first world problems as an example. So here is what needs to be solved. It's the exchange, both internally and externally. So I posit what we need is all this love of cryptocurrency means we need a crypto coin that is, as it was not designed, a means of exchange. So we need a coin that is worth one. One. That's it. Okay? So say if I send, as it was designed, send money overseas from the first world. Send money overseas to my family. I don't lose thirty to sixty percent of that uh, to these exchange uh, carpetbaggers. These, these, uh, this usury. Right, that's that eliminates that. Doesn't eliminate like I've said. I was mentioning the exchange rate risk, um, but it does reduce it because uh, you're making that exchange just the one time. You save 30 to 60%, right? Uh, the same fee um, can be collected uh, like cryptocurrency. Um, the Bitcoin, for example, was as high as like 3%. But that, what was that going to? Think of it in this case, the admin fee, that would be one-tenth the minimum fee to send money overseas at 3%, which is high. But that 3% would be supporting a cryptocurrency, which actually will allow people to raise themselves out of poverty. Now, the reason why I mentioned the exchange rate risk is it is an excha- a risk when you're exchanging um, funds between currencies. But here's another risk that traps a lot of these people in poverty. It's not just access to credit. It's also within their own third world. If they don't have an access to share, right – Because that's where this cryptocurrency comes up. It would be so easy to create a first world payday loan from this sort of exchange rate currency, right? So you could create your own company where, yes, you need to borrow X amount of this cryptocurrency. I'll lend it to you. You just have to return back, kind of like shorting a stock. So I'll lend you 30. You got to give me back 33, right? So I don't risk anything. Right, Because uh, um, I'm not buying and selling it. You are. Of course, you're, you're accepting that exchange rate risk. Uh, having the option of when to buy, just like shorting, when to buy back um, those coins allows you to uh, mitigate that exchange rate. Risk, but more importantly, within these small countries, that would allow people to do this small microcredit, like she's talking about, sending thirty dollars back and forth, and then once you're within a country, right, it eliminates that um, cost. Right? It, it's as it, it's as common as here in North America. It doesn't seem like a lot, but email money transfers for for your average individual. Was costing you as much as a buck fifty. You do that a couple times a year, right? There's a tax of twenty, thirty dollars. Somebody uh, a little bit higher up isn't paying, right? So here's my solution this exchange only crypto coin, supported by, like I said, these admin fees, right? Maybe a little higher than. say, a Litecoin, which is very efficient and and reasonably priced, uh, costed, reasonably costed. Um, Possibly uh, some of the higher end. But uh, paying that fee is supporting this goodwill, this this, uh, humanitarian effort, as it were. And overall, the success and adoption would grow because of it, because of the money being saved. And as I said, you certainly could charge a higher fee Nowhere near one-tenth, like I said, most. But you certainly could charge a higher fee um, and, and, uh, and justify it. But here's, here's where my great idea comes in. I argue that, yes, you create the coin that is a means of exchange, a means of exchange only. No speculation. Uh, supported by, uh, supported by um, in, in a small amount, by the, the admin fees, obviously. Now... To really drive this adoption and at the same time tapping into the success and the adoption of the idea itself would be a speculation coin. So, a coin that is directly attached to the exchange only coin. And the success of the speculation coin is attached to the adoption and the success of the exchange-only coin. So imagine this trillion-dollar network of exchange. Trillion. I'm not just talking international transfers here. I'm talking within countries. You have how many apps right now just to send money back and forth? Why? Because none of them are providing the exact uh, solution everyone needs. If you have a one-for-one transfer with a very, very, very minor fee, I mean, we're talking fractions, fractions of fees um, by any other sort of bank. I mean, like I said, an, an email money transfer here in Canada at fifty, and uh, so let's not talk even at a low end. I mean, that that's that, that's, that's a significant cost added to... Um, what tends to be small transfers and transactions, right? So if you keep it small, you don't hurt the small. And it's very uh, scalable for almost anybody. I mean, at 2%, 3%. Not really a big deal, right? Not a big deal at all. Um, So, yeah. So uh, I don't know what I'd call it. Uh, I'd have to come up with an idea. Um probably something uh probably something about balance, yeah, but there you go here's my idea, recorded for posterity. Mm-hmm.